and welcome to episode number 19 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts. I am Darren O'Neill, your host. On today's show, we're going to be talking about fails, more particularly customer service fails. Happy New Year. We just got through the holiday season. We just got through Christmas, which, as you all know, is the biggest consumer time of the year And a couple of things have been going on. A couple of things have happened trying to interact with some of the big corporate gods out there. And a few things that I'm sure, if you've listened to any of the other shows that I've done, uh, you may not be surprised that a few of the things that have happened have pissed me off a little bit. So we're going to talk about what happened, why things are going the way they have, and why companies maybe should take a look at exactly how they're interacting with customers, what platforms they're using, and how those platforms may be influencing their brand without them even knowing it. So let's let's start out at the very simple scenario here, which has been uh, been going through this for the last few days. Uh, have a Starbucks account, got some Starbucks gift cards. Now, the normal way you'd go about this, once you have the Starbucks card, you got it attached to your phone, whether you like Starbucks or not, the gift cards are supposed to be easily added to your account. Meaning once you set up a card, and we've got one that the whole family kind of shares, so it makes it nice and easy. Everybody has the same app on their phone. And when you go buy a coffee, it just automatically comes off. So got a bunch of Starbucks gift cards and you go in and the gift cards all have a ID and a pin number. Normally very easy to do. You go into your existing Starbucks account, you press a button either in the app or online. I've tested both. You enter the new gift card number and pin. And what's supposed to happen is it's magically supposed to take the money on the gift card and put it into your account. So it's basically letting you consolidate all those new shiny gift cards that all your friends got you because they know you're a caffeine addict and be able to take those and combine those on your existing account. Well, when I do that, when you try to do that, either on the web or on the app, it tells you, ha ha, there's a problem on our end. Little, little frowny emoji. Please try again. Well, I tried again, like, you know, five freaking thousand times. didn't work. So this was New Year's Day, something like that. So I decide to tweet Starbucks. Hey, what's the problem on your end? And are you fixing it? Waited a few days, didn't get an answer. Wow, surprise, right? I know some people on Twitter responded back to me, well, Starbucks never responds to anybody, but that's not true. And I went and looked at Starbucks Twitter account, and you can do this too. You just go to twitter.com backslash Starbucks, and you can look at their tweets. And not only that, but you can look at their tweets and replies. And I'm like, well, they're responding to people all the time. And, you know, I'm clicking on a few of the names, clicking on to see the the little threads. And a lot of times Starbucks was answering people within like three or four minutes. So I'm like, what the hell? You know, why are we getting no love here? So, you know, tweet it again. Again, no response. Now, the interesting thing was, I went and looked, and maybe this was just a small sample, and that could be the case, so I don't want to unfairly 
bash Starbucks for this, but as of today, when I went and looked at the last, you know, maybe 20, 30 responses that Starbucks has replied to people, they've all been positive things, meaning all people kissing their freaking ass, being like, wow, I love this drink. Oh, I want to, you know, asking questions that Starbucks can answer in a happy-go-lucky, wow, slaves, you love us, we love you. Now, that's great. I'm all for companies interacting with their public, because if you're going to be on Twitter, if you're going to be on social media, it's really freaking stupid not to interact with your customer. That is what you're there for. But the fact that Starbucks didn't want to answer a simple question about why their system isn't working bothers me. Especially when you see them answering people that are saying happy-go-lucky things, kissing their ass, telling them why their drinks are the best. If you're on Twitter, Starbucks, and the only thing you want to do is have people kiss your ass, well, you're going to lose customers. Because the people that like you and are kissing your ass don't need a reply. They already fucking love you. The people that need a reply are the ones that are having an issue, the ones that are having a problem. And if you specifically ignore them, if you specifically have your corporate, you know, your whole corporate plan is to, we're going to be on Twitter, but we're only going to talk to the people that love us. You're doing marketing wrong. You really are, because you're going to lose customers where a simple answer would have been, hey, we'll look into that. You know, hey, give us your account and we'll we'll get this taken care of. So to go for days without that answer and to see them just responding to people that are telling them that, you know, hey, I really love the Frappuccino with the extra caramel or, hey, you know, you can order peppermint mochas all year round. You just order a normal mocha and ask for a pump of peppermint. I mean, that's exciting, Starbucks, but why don't you fix your fucking problems first? And let me add the fucking cards that I got for fucking Christmas to my fucking account so I don't have to fucking worry about it anymore and stop wasting my fucking time. I know, it sounds like I've had too much caffeine already, right? Only two cups, neither one Starbucks, though. Kirkland, much cheaper and, you know, probably just as good. I just get lazy sometimes and end up going to Starbucks. And I will admit, they do make some nice specialty drinks. So I don't want to blast them entirely, but this kind of thing, this ignoring problems on Twitter, when you have specifically set up accounts to interact with the public, it really, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I had a similar issue with Amazon recently, and this wasn't as, again, well, it really wasn't as much of a problem that I had. It was a question that I had that I couldn't get an answer to. Because if you listen to the show again, you know I'm an audio nerd. I like buying a bunch of audio gear, testing out different microphones and all that. So there was a particular microphone I was considering trying out. And it's a very specialty microphone in the fact that it has a unique shape, meaning you need a unique shock mount for it. The shock mount is the thing that actually holds the microphone and connects to the stand so that when you move things around or move the stand around, the noise doesn't transfer to the microphone. So it's important to have a shock mount that will fit the microphone properly. So in this case, the microphone's a unique shape. So you need a very specific shock mount. Well, the shock mount for this particular microphone on Amazon was listed, still is, at $101.36. This on its own, not a problem. 
Where the problem comes into is that every other company selling this shock mount online, and there are multiple Z sounds, uh, I think Musician's Friend, uh, I, I tweeted a bunch of them at Amazon and still didn't get a reply because everybody else that is selling this shock mount online is selling them for $39.99. Again, Amazon selling them for $101.36. So I tweeted Amazon, I tweeted the Jeff Bezos account multiple times over like 10 days because I was feeling pissy and I really wanted to push him to try to get an answer and never got one as to why they are bending people over the coals and charging $101 for something that is very easily found elsewhere for $39.99. It has to be a mistake because if there's one thing that Amazon isn't, it is completely out of touch and stupid with their pricing. If they were, they wouldn't be doing a gazillion dollars in business every year. So again, this was a massive fail from Amazon's Twitter people to not answer a simple question as to why they were almost three times the price, two and a half, I guess, that everybody else online was. Because here's the thing. The microphone was a couple hundred bucks. You know, the shock mount, 40 bucks. You know, the... the the little thing that you put the pop filter in front of it so you don't plosive all over the place, another 40 bucks. So really, somebody buying one of these microphones is probably going to be shelling out a grand total of three or 400 bucks for the whole package. And Amazon's losing that business because all these other places that were selling it for less have the free shipping just as fast and all this stuff, especially before Christmas. So this was a case where Amazon not answering lost them business, didn't buy the microphone from them, obviously didn't buy the overpriced shock mount, didn't buy the pop filter, they lost out on all of that. And I don't know if they care or not, because they wouldn't answer on Twitter, but this is where things start becoming interesting, and this is something that I'm going to be testing out over the next couple of days, and we will get back to you on this. But I'm really wondering if there's something going on, if you've heard about Twitter shadow banning you know, people that have radical political views, and I guess we fall into that because we believe in the Constitution and we don't hate the president and we don't go outside and scream into the air because we're not a crazy unhinged uh, person. Uh, there's a lot of things going on on Twitter where people are being shadow banned, which means, you know, it looks like your account's working. And when you post stuff, it looks like everybody should be able to see it, but they can't. And this I'm starting to wonder, do Starbucks and Amazon really have that shitty of customer service where they're just ignoring a rational question about a problem with their company, with their service, with their pricing? Are, are these companies just ignoring that on Twitter? Because if they are, doom on them. Doom on them because then they're the ones screwing it up for themselves. But now, if these shadow ban type things, if these practices of companies like Twitter are keeping these companies who believe that they're on there to do a good job and to serve their clients and to serve their customers. Now, if Twitter is doing something that is keeping these companies from seeing the messages that are directed towards them, then these companies really need to take a look at this and understand how Twitter is impacting their business and possibly costing them money, losing them customers, and sending business to somebody else. That's the interesting thing when you start looking at social media because it's not a transparent 
procedure. We know companies like Twitter and Facebook are censoring, shadow banning, doing all this other kind of stuff. So you start to wonder who's actually getting the messages when you put them out there. And it's not a simple answer anymore. So here's something, and I understand I'm falling you know, taking this, failing to take my own advice at times, but I guess the best thing to do if you have a problem with the company now is to completely avoid Twitter and not assume that people can see your messages there, go directly and email them. So we're going to find out, we're going to do some testing over the next week or so. We're going to try contacting these companies in a different way about these problems and see how they respond. Because if they're responsive, then you really have to wonder what's going on on Twitter. And then we'll know maybe Twitter's more of the problem more than the companies. But that's not the only fail going on. Because obviously, again, Starbucks, failure with their system, the gift card concept of adding it to the account is broke, and it just doesn't work. And again, I'd understand if that was over a day or two, because being a computer guy, I understand glitches. No agenda listeners will have to drink, I think, there, because you know glitches happen. But what the companies do to fix these problems is what makes them a good company or a bad company. And it's it's big and small. There's a pizza place locally here in the Chicago area. They've really come on strong over the last few years called Beggar's Pizza. I mean, they're like the official pizza of, you know, the White Sox, the Bears, the Bulls. I mean, I think they're, you know, they spent out tens of thousands of dollars to be the official pizza place of all these Chicago sports. They've got like 20-something locations around and their system of ordering online used to be used to be completely freaking awesome. Unfortunately, the glitches came for them as well because over the last few months trying to order things online from them, they have this thing if you're a loyalty member, they give out what they call beggar's bucks, which is great. If you're running a business, especially a pizza place, you want to get repeat business and you don't want to give away the farm. I know a few different people actually that own restaurants and a couple that own specifically pizza places. And it's very hard to, you know, get a customer in. A lot of these guys have tried things like the Groupon, which just brings in people that want a deal that if they don't have a Groupon, they're never coming back into your restaurant. And that just plain old doesn't work. You're putting out a lot of money to get them in the door once and they're coupon people, they're never coming back. So a loyalty program makes a lot of sense, especially for something like pizza, where a lot of families in America, I think, order pizza, you know, weekly. You know, it's something that you're going back to all the time. And you want to make sure when somebody's going to get pizza, they come back to you. You want to incentivize them. You want to give them a reason that they don't go to the guy down the street. And you want them, you want to be the number one pizza place for them. And I can tell you this because I've done a lot of marketing for pizza restaurants with a couple of people I know owning pizza restaurants. And in my personal location here in the Chicago suburbs, I did a search at one point for, from my address, pizza places within like five miles. And I think there was like 15 different places within five miles. So, I mean, you could get a pizza from so many different locations that a lot of people would be like, well, let's get this today. We'll get this place next time. And we'll, we'll go back and forth and we'll get a variety. Well, these pizza places don't want you to have a variety. They want you to give them your business each and every time. So a loyalty program makes sense. And Beggar's Pizza was doing a loyalty program that just plain worked really well. 
you'd get points. They give like double points on Bears game day and the Bears have been winning. They have a, a thing where they were giving, and last year they didn't pay out a whole lot on this. They were giving $3 into your, uh, of their beggars bucks into your account every time the Bears won last year, which means, you know, you got like three bucks for the whole year. Well, this year, holy crap, the Bears are good. So the beggars bucks are rolling in $3, $3, $3, $3. Holy crap, your account gets filled up pretty quick. Double points with Bear Game Day. It wasn't hard to get like 20 beggars bucks in your account, which basically, and that's not a coupon. So if you just want $20 worth of pizza, you can spend your beggars bucks, not have to give them a penny. They'll bring it to your door. It's great. Well, the problem with their online system is it stopped recognizing the beggars bucks. So of course I'm going through trying to order it going, holy shit, it's not working. Where are the beggars bucks? Where, why can't I redeem my beggars bucks on this particular order? So I went from the computer. I'm like, well, okay, sometimes websites can be crappy. Go to their app. Same freaking thing. Okay. So that's not even working. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll turn the pie hole off because I've got a pie hole connected to my computer, which I know if you're not under, if you don't know what a pie hole is, I better explain that. It's a little computer, in this case, a Raspberry Pi, hence the name Pi Hole, which is like a little $30 computer. And what this does is it sits on your network and scrapes out all of the crap ads. So it does a great job, no matter what's connected to your network. It's basically a spam blocker, ad blocker for your whole network, whether it's your computer, whether it's your tablet, whether it's your internet of things device, anything that's hooked up to your network, to your Wi-Fi, to your wired network, it's blocking the internet addresses for known advertisers and that kind of thing. So it does a really good job, but sometimes it fucks up websites. Sometimes it makes functionality poor. So you have to go and make sure if you're having a problem with the site, like beggars or with Starbucks or any of these places, Every now and then I have to go and like disable that for a minute to make sure that's not the problem. Once, about once out of every 10 times, that was the problem because it's trying to send you to an address or verify something to an address that the pie hole thought was bad. In this case, not so much. The beggar system was just fucked. So I placed the order, uh, did the order online for pickup and then called them to change it to delivery. So at least they'd have the whole order in there. And I told them, well, you know, hey, I was trying to do this, but for some reason it won't take the beggar's bucks. And the girl on the phone just said, yeah, that hasn't been working for a while. This floored me because this is the reason, this is the, this is the system that you're using to get people to order from you again and again, your loyalty system. You're giving people weekly rewards when the bears win. And that seems to be like every week and you're giving them rewards the more they buy pizza, but you are now making it impossible for them to use those rewards when ordering online, which is the system that you're pushing that you want people to use rather than calling up. This is a fail, and this is one of the things, this is one of the categories that's really starting to annoy me. It's when a company puts in a, uh, it puts in a system, in this case, like a loyalty system or when the company puts out an app, they do something to try to make it easier for you to consume their product, and it actually fucks up your consummation of their product. It's hilarious when you think about it, and really sad that if this loyalty program didn't exist, I wouldn't have any problems, you know? I mean, you've created a program, you've created a program to try to make it easier for me to get your product, for me to be able to 
uh, be a repeat customer and to be happy. And the thing that you've added to try to make me more happy actually pissed me off. Irony. I know it's hilarious, but if you're going to do with something like this, if you're going to have a loyalty program, and again, I understand the glitch. I understand things happen. And if it didn't work once, you know, or every now and then it didn't work, I wouldn't have an issue with it. But the thing at beggars has been offline now for it's seemingly months that you can't redeem your beggars bucks by placing an order online. I don't get it. I don't get it beggars. I, I, you know, I keep putting comments into there too. Cause every time you place an order online, it's like, what can we do to make things better? I'm like, fix your fucking system. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's not really that hard. It's a very simple thing to figure out. If your system would just work the way it was supposed to, everybody could be happy. So beggars get that taken care of. Buena beef, another local place, love their beef sandwiches. The app that they had that they came out with, again, this is a loyalty program, which means if you're going to go in there and you're going to buy something, you want to use the loyalty app because then you get points and then you get free shit and then you get money off. There have actually been a couple of times where I've gotten into their parking lot, went to get into the app, the app wasn't working, couldn't log in, and I left and went somewhere else because I was pissed. So this is, again, maybe this is just me. Maybe I am too critical. People have maybe suggested it every now and then, but I don't think I am because you didn't have to put this program out there. You didn't have to create this loyalty program. You sold me on this and then failed. There's nothing worse. I expect companies to fail at things randomly. Sometimes your meal's not going to be great. The cook's going to be having an off day. A product is going to arrive broken, something like that. I understand it happens and I don't really hold that against anybody. I do hold it against them when the system, when the program that they put out to try to make me a happier customer pisses me off. It's the worst thing that a company can possibly do. So beggars, get your shit fixed. Amazon, Starbucks, everybody else, respond to people when they tweet you a problem. Do not ignore them. At the very least, have a candid response with a phone number or an email address to somebody who really fucking cares at your company who can, or maybe can actually do something to fix the problem that the people are actually having. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Let's start this new year, 2019 off with a whole new concept of making customers happy and actually giving a shit, doing your job and at least doing the very basic, the very bare minimum of saying, Hey, sorry, I can't help you with that. And I would have respected that if Amazon, when I said, hey, why are you raking people over the coals selling a, a shock mount for 101 bucks when everybody else has it for $39.99? All you have to do is give me an email and go, well, we'll contact pricing at amazon.com and ask them. We don't know. We're just the Twitter folk. We're just stupid. We're just here. So when people tell us they like what we're doing, we go, yay. If you're going to be on Twitter, if you're going to be on Facebook, if you're going to be on Instagram, it's a two-way street, people. We probably talked about this in the podcast before because it is is a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to be on those things, you don't have to post every day. You don't have to post every hour. You don't have to post nonstop. But you've now opened up another input for people to contact you, and you cannot ignore that and expect people to be happy with you. So if you have had a consumer fail like this, you know, I'd like to hear about it. Definitely send us an email at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know I'm not the only one. 
because I don't think I am. I think this happens all the time, and it, it's 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 just maddening. Again, when it's a system that's supposedly set up to make things more convenient for you, that actually makes things worse. So I don't know if technology is helping things or not, if we're just going down the rabbit hole, because the last problem I want to talk about is, again, a gift card problem, and this, again, with Amazon. So not only... Are they charging customers two and a half times for a product that won't answer why, which just lost them again a sale? I got an Amazon gift card, my wife and I did, for Christmas, and I decided to go and put it on my account because that's what I do. I buy stuff from Amazon all the time, even though I feel dirty about it every now and then. I've been a Prime member for years and years and years, and people know I shop at Amazon, so we get Amazon gift cards now and then. Well, this was the first one we have gotten that I can remember in a long, long time, if ever, that was actually the plastic card. So it was actually a physical card that was given. And you can see the number on the card. You get a card number. But like Starbucks, you know, kind of, well, she Starbucks doesn't do the same thing anymore. They used to. So I'm going to give them kudos on this. But on the Amazon card, in order to be able to redeem the card, you see the card number, but then there's a secret strip that needs to be removed. So you could get the secret number so you can then redeem the card. Well, here's the problem. When your cards are so fucking shittily made that trying to get that little plastic strip off to reveal the magic secret number that you need destroys the fucking card. <laughs> Fail. And that's exactly what happened with the Amazon gift card that I had, was very careful trying to peel off this little plastic layer on top of the magic secret number code that you need in order to be able to redeem your card. And by the time I was able to get it removed, the plastic took about half the card with it, and I could read maybe about five or six of the characters out of the 12 or 15 or whatever was supposed to be there was absolutely positively destroyed. So I go online, I contact Amazon customer support via chat, and you would think, because one of the, what was I mean, I read the help thing first, which said, you know, hey, as long as you can read like three or four continuous characters in the magic super secret code that you need, they'd be able to verify you actually had the card, they'd be able to add it to your account. I'm like, hey, Amazon, this has to happen all the time because your card is so horribly made that somebody being super secret careful like I am to get that super secret code destroyed it trying to get it off. So people that were, you know, kids, something like that, who are just going to town, I mean, there's probably people that have, you know, and again, if this has happened to you, feel free to email us, have had Amazon cards where they couldn't even read a couple of continuous numbers to get the card. But I figure, okay, how hard can this possibly be? I contact them via chat. Hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Told them what the problem is. And the first question I got was, well, what's the order number? And I'm like, order number? It was a gift card. Is this something you purchased yourself? Or was this given to you as a present? It's a fucking gift card. <laughs> I mean, in the name, gift. I was given it as a gift. It's a fucking gift card. So I don't have an order number. Thank you for confirming. Confirming that gift cards are actually given as gifts. I mean, I know it would probably be really fun and make a lot of really good sense to just buy Amazon gift cards for myself 
to just turn my money that I can fucking spend anywhere. Well, not anywhere, but that's another podcast. There are some companies that are not taking cash anymore, but cash that I could spend almost anywhere. It really makes sense to convert that into Amazon money that I can only spend at Amazon. So, I mean, it was kind of concerning to me that the nice customer service rep at Amazon thought maybe people were just buying these gift cards for themselves because, you know, you don't want to keep your cash. I'd rather have little plastic cards that say Amazon and make my money instead of very spendable, just spendable at Amazon. I thought this would be a quick procedure. Instead, it took about a half hour for the guy to be able to add the gift card onto my account. And to be fair, it eventually was there. It eventually happened. But a half hour of my time was spent sitting there dealing with somebody trying to get the gift card added to my account. And I tell you, I don't understand why they don't train these motherfucking people better. Because one of the things the guy said once I gave him the card number, I told him what I could read of the super duper secret code that got destroyed when I tried to take the plastic strip off of it. Once he was able to verify that those things were correct, one of the first things he said to me was, well, uh, yeah, it looks like this, uh, this hasn't been used yet. Like, well, of course it hasn't been fucking used yet. I just told you I couldn't get the fucking strip off. Well, well, let's back up to, I had to send them a picture of the card because, you know, having the card number and the part of the super duper secret number wasn't enough. I had to send them a photo. And the other thing that confused them, I mean, Amazon seems to be confused quite a lot. One of the other things that confused them, if you use Gmail at all, in which I'm trying to get off of, but I'm not because I'm addicted to Gmail, just like I'm addicted to caffeine and all that other crap. But if you use Gmail, you know that you can add things to your address. You can add a quantifier using the plus sign and then adding some kind of characters or whatnot after that. So I use this kind of stuff all the time because it helps you decide how to filter things in your in your inbox, and it also helps you know who's selling your fucking name and address to third parties. So if you have a you know Gmail address, again, like ours for the show, randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. If you do randomthoughtspodcast plus uh, Starbucks at gmail.com, then that email will will still come into your main address. The plus Starbucks is completely ignored, except it all comes into that account, you know, so it all would come into the random thoughts podcast account. And that plus Starbucks or whatever you add plus one, two, three plus amazon.com, whatever you want to add to that is for you to use it as a specific email, you know, for a unique email for you to use that for sorting and all that kind of filtering and all those kind of good things. Well, Amazon couldn't figure out. They're like, well, you, you said you sent the picture, but I, I don't see anything in your account. What, what email did you send it from? And I had already told them, I'm like, it's coming from this email, not the one. My account is plus Amazon. That is just used in Gmail. And that totally confused him too. So eventually he finally found the picture of the card, but that was like pulling teeth. And, you know, then basically when you tell somebody well, I'm checking. Well, okay, so it looks like this card hasn't been used. So it's like, you're basically saying, we think you're trying to scam us. We think you are trying to commit fraud by getting a card that you don't really have the right to put on your account into your account. I have no problem with them going on their end and making sure the card hasn't been used before. 
that makes sense. But then coming back to the person and saying, hey, well, it looks like this hasn't been used is fucking stupid. What does that do for you, Amazon? I mean, come on. You're basically saying, well, we we thought you might be a crook, but it looks like you're not. So, hey, thanks for not being a thief. That doesn't really help with customer service. So there's a lot of things these companies can do here in 2019 and beyond to get a little bit more customer service friendly. And I hope they certainly do it because I'm tired of being pissed off when I'm just trying to spend my money with a company. Again, if you have stories, feel free to send them to randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. And if you really want to have some fun, do the Twitter search.twitter.com for my name and with the posts that I've made to Amazon and to Jeff Bezos that have gone totally ignored as I asked them to explain why they were trying to uh, write people over the coals. I even made a joke that the the black version of the 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 shock mount was $101 and the white version was priced correctly at $39.99. I thought that might be racist, but that didn't even get a response. So you know Amazon totally tone deaf or Twitter's blocking them. Which one is it? We need to do a little more research to find out. When we do, we'll let you know. I thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure to bring you these little nuggets of wisdom or anger or rage or whatever they happen to be here on the Random Thoughts Podcast. Thank you for taking the ride with us. Definitely drop us a line. Tell us the kind of things you like, the kind of things you don't, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. I mean, tell me to go jump in the lake. That's fine as well. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening and Happy New Year.